Welcome back to the Rhino Show. I'm Austin. And as always, I'm joined by Tal. Hey, y'all. And Kawan. Hello. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> All right. So, guys, um, I'm going to say this with Kawan's flavor. This Andrew Tate thing, let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy. The, most, the top G. Top G. What a guy. Listen, listen. What a guy. Listen, he called it. He called it. Listen, he said the Matrix would attack him. They would come up to him, socially speaking, as far as like canceling him. Then they would put him in jail and then they would kill him. So, so far, man, the man is two, it's two for three. Yeah, I'm happy people connected the dots so early on, though, and they started sharing that video that he had taken a while back. <laughs> so, so early, yeah. Yeah. As, just so everyone knows, Andrew Tate has, has made it clear that he is not suicidal. Okay. He will not ever, he will never, ever kill himself. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, he was arrested, um, him and his brother and staff members from his house because um, they, it alleged that all the, all, all the libs online were like, oh, because of human trafficking. Um, that is far from the truth. The remaining, the Romanian authorities have also co co corroborated this. There was, um, Tate said that it was because of a swatting, but then later on the Romanian, um, police said that um they arrested him for for money laundering yeah until i see any proof of anything all this did was make me gain more respect for him <laughs> and that's coming from someone who genuinely hated this dude in the beginning because <laughs> of his views towards women and his disgusting remarks towards women and stuff but once he started speaking out against the illuminati and the elites and the matrix and everything i did gain a lot of respect for the dude i think my opinion on andy chate has been kind of of this that he's clearly someone in society who understands that something is wrong. Yeah. He is somebody who, with, with eyes and ears, um, and, and you know, two brain cells to like, you know, rub together, who knows that, that this new world order is wrong. Something's not right. But unfortunately, he's still that kind of materialist, capitalist, uh, you know, too, ca you know, too um, we're speaking of capitalism, kind of uh, lib. So he has views that go, that kind of miss the main point. Yes, something That's is true. wrong, and he can tell that, but he is not far enough in that understanding to understand why that's wrong. Yeah. So, so, that, you know, so you know, that leads me down some really um, rough remarks that aren't really based on any truth. He, he's, he's going somewhere. He's, he's moving away from that liberal ideology, um, but he doesn't have a good direction. I think yeah. the more they're attacking him, the more it's pushing him. Yeah, I believe so. Some understanding behind stuff. I, I think my personal opinion on him is I'm glad he's speaking out. I'm glad he says how, what he believes. Obviously, at the beginning, I wasn't a big fan of him. Um, whoa, just, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't like the top G? What color it, is your What color no, it's is your like, Bugatti? What color is your Bugatti? What color so is your Bugatti? Okay. It took me so long to gain any respect for him at all and like understand his whole like building his brand and stuff. So, so long to understand it. Um, top G over there, Kwan. <laughs> I yeah, said yeah, at yeah. the beginning, okay. At the beginning, I did not like him because the videos I see on my algorithm, which pr he promoted sleeping with every woman he woman he could find. Yeah. Okay, but you got to take that message and say, well, he's wrong with this, but other things he's stating are facts, and you can use his messaging to get that out because he's got such a huge platform. So I respect him for saying what needs to be said. At the same time there's a lot of people that worship this guy for some reason and want to act completely like him and want to call themselves the top G. And it's like, I, I get what he's doing. I like what he's doing for the most part. 
but how childish do we got to be where we run around calling ourselves the top G and trying to act like the guy? You know what I mean? Just, I think it's cringy. Yeah, it, it's it, so cringy. grow up. That's all I got to say. Like all these conservatives that are trying to be the next top G, it's like get your own personality. If you respect what he says, great. You like the guy. Don't try to be the guy. That, that's I my think, stance. Yeah, I think you are oversimplifying the situation. The guys who followed um, Andrew Tate are not these like professors that they 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 are not these men with like now like five kids and a wife typically speaking it's usually these 18 to 26 year olds who have been getting dunked on and um and like punched in the face by these feminist liberal movements who have been told that like you know that 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 the rapists and misogynists and the and the, and the, and the trash and they and they don't know what to do their lives they are they're sitting here maybe in very unfortunate um situations and here comes this guy who's you know not not afraid to tell the, to say some truths and who is showing up a better lifestyle. And I think it's I think it's inappropriate to oversimplify those guys and just, just to children who are blindly following. I think there is a real need for for male role models in, in this country and in the world in general. And unfortunately, I, I, a lot of young men don't have that. Um, a lot of the men who are trying to do that get canceled, get put, get, get put away, get silenced. Um, and end up li- becoming liars or cheats or whatever have you. And Andy Tate, for the most part, is pretty transparent to, to, to a certain degree. Um, and he says, hey, listen, this is what I do. This is what I've done. Um, I want to provide some kind of help to young men who need it. And I can see why that resonates with a lot of young men. Yeah, I, and I, I agree that you know a lot of people look up to him. And I'm not discrediting the fact that he is doing good for some of these people and that he is bringing masculinity back in, in into people that look up to him. But at the same time, it's what I was saying was the childless part is all these people are calling themselves the top G now. Like that's childish and you don't need that. Like you can act like him and you can you can try to be more of a man. But like the nickname is what I was getting at. It's like it, it's mm. like like Tal said, it's kind of cringy. It's like, no, you don't have to call yourself the top G. You know what I mean? I think it's funny because it's kind of like a little, a little cringy. Like I think I don't think people use top G in a serious manner i think it's a a a a um a signal of the of like the kind of culture right around that it's like using this kind of the kind of buzzwords it's kind of like top g like you know oh um, i kind of like doing the, the kind of like slang terms i think it's just a fun thing to say i, I don't i don't think any people are walking up to like an actual meeting hey guys my name is jerome i am the top g hello i, I don't i don't that's actually happening i think it's a fun thing to do <laughs> Yeah, I hope you're right. At least I, I don't know for sure, but I'm I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping people yeah. aren't walking up being like, "Oh, I'm top G." Like, no, <laughs> it's definitely silly. Um, and I, I can't hear that. Like, you know, there are a couple guys who are serious about it, but I, I think in general speaking, it's, it's kind of just a joke. Like, like, oh yeah, top G. Like, it means something for real. Like, you now you are someone who's dominant, but that's like a funny way to say it. I'm saying it. Like, you know, versus like I think I, I you know I you know you know people used to say alpha male back in the day. I'm alpha male. <laughs> that's not as popular anymore. Is it? It's, no. Just like, I'm, top, I'm, top, I'm, top, I'm the top G. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the top G. You know, kind of just I'm you got the it. accent down too. Go on defending it right now because he's probably called himself the top G. Yo, yo, <laughs> yes, woman, <laughs> maybe some waffles, okay? Belgian oh, style. No. <laughs> well, Andrew Tate's making a guest appearance on the podcast, exactly. Might be black facing, but he's here. I mean, Jay's like half black, whatever he is. <laughs> He, he would get away with it, right? Then yeah, absolutely, it's fine. <laughs> but no, I think Andrew Tate definitely needs some more um, refinement in some things he talks about. I think he needs to change his opinion on certain things um, 
in a huge degree. I think he has been caught and being wrong on certain things that he has not admitted to. I think it's, again, with any public figure, show if you show me a great leader, I'll show you all of their mistakes that they've made. Mm-hmm. Name yeah. me anybody. Name me Gandhi. Name me, name me Martin Luther King Jr. Name me anybody you want. Um, watch George Washington, and I'll show you. And I'll show you their sins. To be completely honest, though, overall, I think that he's convenient for the time being, just because he's encouraging people to think a little bit deeper yeah. into things. Yeah, and I mean, like, also, like, it's 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 he's so infuriating because it is really hard to cancel the man. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think he's done plenty of things with women that I would personally not never really associate with him um, on a personal level because I don't agree with his um, being a pimp basically for like cam girls. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that is of course disgusting, and horrible, and um, I... having business business off that kind of is disgusting. Um, I remember when I first heard about him, I had seen this one video, and he was talking about how like even if like you're dating someone like you're with somebody you can go sleep with whoever because as long as you don't love those other girls it's not cheating and i was like yeah i really hate your guts <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah he is he, even though that he's against the, the the woke left he is still a liberal in a lot of his sexual ideologies and that's very apparent yeah yeah um so i think we can all agree he's a disgusting okay. individual that is that we can use for our advantage on multiple topics i think we can agree that we don't like him personally we wouldn't be friends with him personally but he's a good ad- advocate for certain things i wouldn't say that I, I i think he has some bad i i think he 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 made a lot, a lot of poor choices i think it'd be hard for me to consider him a close friend like, like that but i think he is very charming i think he's very intelligent i think there's a lot of redeeming factors about him it is both parts of like okay you are a pretty okay guy um i just just like though know, that part of your life that you've decided to delve into i just can't support it <laughs> i just hope he continues to lean more right eventually yeah but like even people on the right nowadays aren't really right anymore yeah which is very sad to see yeah yeah it's, it's sad to see that i've i became a conservative i want to say almost two 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 three years ago um and i am more conservative than most conservatives are and and that's very interesting <laughs> to me yeah that's, that's crazy for sure because i i know i started talking politics about two years ago and i was just like you're basic republican and now all of a sudden you know i'm like as far right as you'll find on any app it's it's crazy how how soft the, the right has become recently yeah to be clear by the way austin is not alt right he's just right don't don't misconstrue that he is not <laughs> yeah please don't please i mean you could do whatever you want it don't matter you know but, but, but. Just, just be clear for the record if if anyone's into the truth, he's not. He, he's okay, not at least he's not folding on all these topics like other conservatives are right now, like LGBTQ and stuff like that, that's because yeah. that's yeah. embarrassing to watch. I'm getting like secondhand embarrassment being part of this. Yeah, I remember people like, people like, oh, so Quan, you support everything about Trump? I'm like, no, 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 I don't support everything about Trump. I think Trump is way too lenient on the LGBTQ community. Yeah, uh, the and more people, people like, need to call like, it out. I'm like, yeah, like he's way too pro-gay for me. <laughs> yeah. For real, like no, he hates gays. Like no, actually, he loves gays more than I more more than I like him would as far as the policies. Yeah, I wish he would straighten that out, then it'd be a lot better. But you know, even Trump's folding. You know, we don't fold around here, but Trump Trump's folding a little bit. I think Donald Trump. It, I don't think I don't think he really folded. I think he really held a very similar position for all, all of his life. I think you can watch him back in the in the eighties and nineties, and he said the same thing on I think it was the Roger Donald show, some, some show. He said, yeah. 
he had no um problem with people being gay as far as the ideology so yeah had, so you know for him he's been the same way for uh, almost all his life yeah he, he's consistent with the gays i was talking about recently i heard him on uh dan bongino's radio show and he is now before he was pro-life 100 and during the interview mm-hmm. he said well we need to relax on this no exceptions talk and we need to start rolling it back if we want to win. So that's what I mean. He's he's not as strict as he was before, and that's what I mean by that. Uh, I mean, because you said the last part where you said we need, we need to roll back so we want to win, I think that's more of a strategy question, which I think is true for a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Republicans too and, and Democrats. The question is, when do we push our policies the hardest? And that's a fair thing to say for a question. That, 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 that's a very fair game to play. I personally don't agree with it all the time, but it makes sense that at certain times of election periods, you don't want to push things too hard. Yeah, and I, and I get that, but at the it's same weird. time, where do you draw that line? And you know, it, it's a fine line. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, about it's it, like but... you know, I think Democrats, for example, they should stop pushing the gas and oil stuff right before elections because that helps out. Like you know, they, 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 they like, you know, if they did stop, then they could probably get a couple more votes. Well, you know, it's, it's a game. It's a game. Politics is a game. It's you know, it's yeah. it's it's hard to play. I, I'm not going to get mad at a politician who is playing the game to a certain degree. Uh, if you if you're lying, of course I'm, I'm I'm upset with you. But like if you're saying, hey, listen, this is what I believe in. But right now, I'm I'm I, I'm focused on winning issues. That's fine with me as well. Every politician lies. Just all how much they end up doing, and you know, you could be like Biden and lie about every little story. So yeah, well, every actual story, every little story, you know, every, no everything reason. he says, whether it's, yeah, I was raised. He doesn't in really that say much though. <laughs> the church, he is or Puerto Rican community, yeah, African American community. He had um, what's that? I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Anyway. But then he was the Amtrak guy, and then mm. uh, anyway, it's it's just another lie every week, and it's like, we're dude, we we know what you're doing here. Just stop lying, please. Just just shut up. Stop. Like you lie yeah. about everything. I understand. I politicians lie, but you don't have to lie about the little things. Lie about the big things if you want, because that's what they all do. Don't lie about the little things. Yeah, It'd be more like, difficult like, keeping up with it. Yeah. Speaking of lying, though, like they were after Trump about his taxes, and again, I have to look at his taxes once more again. The past six years, they found again, Trump told the truth about his taxes. Not surprising. And they're talking about like online, like, oh, they finally get Trump taxes again. Wow, he's going down. Look how awful he is. What tell me is he guys? We all we're all right. And like, what we write about? Honestly, yeah. I feel for those people though, because those are the people. The people who are pushing for his tax returns constantly are so lost. They're just so easily manipulated by like what they watch, like the news that they watch and stuff like that. Because like. Any person with some common sense who knows every single time that he releases them, they get proven wrong, wouldn't still be hell-bent on this. Yeah, and like, I think the evidence to show why it's such a losing issue is that if it was true, they A, would have had it, had it way longer, a long, a long time ago. B, it would have been plastered everywhere nonstop 24-7. The story basically died out over the weekend. Like, it's, it's almost nowhere <laughs> yeah. anymore because there's no facts to it. <laughs> Well, they don't want it to continue because now they set the precedent where if you're going after a politician for his tax records, well, now let's see Nancy Pelosi. Let, let's see all this insider trading. Let's see your taxes. Let's see where this goes. They don't want you to talk about it anymore because they, they got caught red-handed. There's nothing to nail Trump for, and now they can play that card against the Democrats if they want to. So it yeah, they set and themselves like, up. 
also also in reality, Trump is one of the very few politicians who did not get rich in office. Yeah, he actually lost a lot a lot of money while he was in office. By the way, he did take a, he did not take take a salary. He donated his salary to charity, and his business lost tons of money, and he took a deduction each year because of, of how much money he lost. What a guy! You might call that a top G, right? <laughs> top G, <laughs> top G. <laughs> no, but like. You, you want to go after Trump because it's been trendy for the last six years for his taxes. But I'm interested in honestly seeing Nancy Pelosi's tax, you know, taxes. And I want to see Republicans, too. Hey, Kevin McCarthy, where's all this money going? Mitch McConnell, where's all this money going? Like all these candidates you're pushing for office and we know how much money you're making here. Like I want to see where all this money's going. You know what I mean? Like I don't care if you're Republican. I want to see where this uh, these rhinos, this scum in Washington, what their taxes look like now. You didn't think Austin was going to go an episode without bringing up Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Dude, Nancy is always on my mind. Always on his mind. My screensaver. <laughs> like hot molasses just sticking to his brain. Dude, you can't call yourself straight if you're not thinking about Nancy. Nancy <laughs> Mama Nancy. <laughs> There's some interesting pictures out there, too. So, anyways, uh, somebody else start talking. Oh my god, <laughs> he's embarrassed. His brain is foggy now. He's got the images in his head. <laughs> Can't concentrate now. <laughs> no, but uh, like I honestly kind of don't care about the taxes too much because I'm more concerned about where our tax money is going and the billions and trillions of dollars in bills we've been passing recently. The, yeah. the billions of dollars that that have been going to um Ukraine, and I just don't understand. I, I, it's our fifty-first state. Yeah, actually, at this point, we, at this point, we might as well, might as well. Okay, let's put up yes. two senators there, get it figured out. <laughs> Zelensky can move into the White House and sleep in Biden's room. He's got more power than Biden. The man's taking all our money. Biden is literally the dead puppet sitting there signing the checks, giving him all the money. Like uh, Zelensky really does have more control over the United States, it seems like, than Biden. It, it, I just. The whole like what was it man of the year whatever yeah it was just so embarrassing come on did you guys see um him and biden when Zelensky went to the white house did you see yeah. like all yeah. that embarrassing the he little... was so weak and just so like oh my gosh the little butt pat the little yeah like pat. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> good boy good boy good boy hey hey come on don't don't get too happy here but remember what Zelensky did with nancy Dude, I know you watched that video. Mm. It was an utter mm. disgrace, though, how he came dressed in, like, sweats to uh, <laughs> Washington. You know, everybody else is wearing suits. This guy is acting like he's in war, dressed for war, when we know he's not. He's not even in the country. You're telling me he couldn't get dressed up to, to no, show up? Honestly, okay, so this is going to sound, like, weird, but I thought of it like it was just another, like, power move by Zelensky because it was kind of, like, to show that he didn't really have to, like— it was like Biden was dressing up to see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of where my mind went because what he... it feels. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. What it feels like is Biden notices these little social media trends, and then he keeps going with them even after no one cares anymore. Like the whole Ukraine thing was really big for a couple of months, but like no one really cares. I mean, probably honestly, nobody actually cares about Ukraine anymore. We have a lot of like the country forgotten about the war. Is so unimportant, uh, but Biden's still like, don't worry, guys, 
Uncle Joe's still on it for you. <laughs> Don't worry. Was, I'm sitting in the pudding. It was just hashtag. That's all it was. Yeah. Hashtag BLM. Hashtag stand with Ukraine. <laughs> hashtag this. Hashtag that. It's disgusting. We just don't care about the war. I don't like literally, you know, you got people like even in the conservatives, you're like, yeah, I want Russia to win. Yeah, I want Ukraine to win. I'm like, yeah, I don't care who wins. I just want my money to stay here. Like, yeah, I don't care um, at all. Yeah, I, I just want Russia to um, not think that we're that, that we're wussies. That's what I want. I want, I want Russia to um, be afraid of us when we walk by. Well, we are. We got Biden as our commander in chief. We've never been weaker. So we are weak right now. Very weak. I, I, I just, I'm tired. Of, I, I, just, I want. I, just, I don't care what other countries think about us as far as like if we're nice or not. I really, I really don't care. That's not that's not, that's not my goal in politics. Um, I want them to respect us and to be afraid to cross us. That's what I want. That would be great. Fear us. That's how you earn respect. You know, not yeah. by giving money out to everybody yeah. to ask for it. Fear us not because we're bullies. I don't, I don't think we, we won't be bullies necessarily. Uh, but fear us to know that. If you decide to step against us, we would absolutely destroy you without a hesitation, without, without a question. We won't sit there and we'll talk to you for 10 months and let you kill people and be like, no, no, no. If you run against us, it's over. Yeah. Like uh, Trump said multiple times, you mess with us. He was going to bomb you. He was going to kill your leader. He was going for you. You mess with us. Yeah. And they respected that because they feared him, not because he was a bully. But if you messed with him, you poked the bear. You know what I mean? He was going to strike back. Yeah, he said to him, hey, Trump, I'm going to nuke you guys. He goes, fantastic. Let's go. Let's light this <laughs> candle. Let's do it. My button is bigger than yours. It might actually works. <laughs> Best tweet. Oh, I miss his tweet. So much. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah, what times we lived in back then when he was on Twitter. Yeah, what a time. I almost finished that wall. I almost finished that wall. The board, the board yeah. is switching. It's still terrible. I miss him. I respect that he's not on Twitter, though, to be honest. I, I kind of respect that he's not back yet. I don't want him to come back. <laughs> I want him to stay on his own platform, grow that. Hopefully he gets he does what he does there. But like for him to cave and come back to Twitter, it, A, it would kill his app, and B, he would go back on his word, and C, all it would do is create more negative headlines. He, he can say what he wants on Twitter or on um, True Social, and he's not catching the heat like he did when he was on Twitter. So if he's looking for the serious run, I think he should just – Keep it on the low side. Well, just I because know. I still have the stance of like he should be on everything, he should be on like the more liberal platforms and stuff like that. But also the way that he was treated on Twitter, what happened to him on Twitter, and also like as much as I like what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter, I um have seen some restrictions on free speech still. So uh, two, I think two points, two points. I think first and first and foremost. Trump was banned off of not only Twitter, but like multiple other like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, even Pinterest. So that so like Twitter is just one of the fastest that that was after him. So I just I just feel like it's whatever. Like again, if he's gonna be on everything else, he he might as well be on Twitter as well. Um, I just think um, it's not wrong if the Twitter changed hands to new to do to, to, to my new. I think it'd probably be fine for him to say, okay, cool, I'm gonna go back. If not only because of his contractual obligation to to um to social. But then, secondly, um, to your point, I think sorry. I think secondly, to my, to your point, um, what did you say at the very end of that, Talia? What did I say about what? At the very end of that, you said something about something. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
what was it? Oh, that there's still restrictions on free speech, free though. Speech. Still, yep, yeah. that's what. Yep, I think there always has to be. I think there's this this there's always restrictions on free speech, no matter what area you're in, no no matter where you are. Like even in real life, you can't just say whatever you want. There are rules about what you can and cannot say, and I think um there 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 has to be standards, and I think it's okay that Elon has standards. I do agree with you, but. Trump wasn't just banned either. He was banned, and then his last two tweets were unseen by everyone during this whole insurrection BS too, and that hurt the dude a lot. So yeah, but like that's true uh, everywhere else. Like, you know, they were deleting videos off of Instagram, off Facebook. Again, yeah, I just feel like social media as a whole targeted him as a whole. Um, and so for me, it's like it's not just about Twitter thing; it's about like, everybody thing. So I'm like, yeah. I get it, but also again, like I said, because it's a new. Under new management, I can see why it'd be okay for him to go back. Yeah. And I don't mean like hurt his feelings. I mean like hurt his reputation and it, <laughs> before that gets me twisted. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like when you have not only social media, but you have um, every other major corporation and company, you have the entirety, sorry, more more than half of Congress, half of the Senate, um, uh, other countries' leaders, the UN, when you have WHO, when you have all these other people gunning for you and trying to destroy your reputation twitter was all was a big part but like a big part of a massive hole yeah and so i think twitter thing definitely hurt his reputation but i think there's so many other things as well that were not helpful at all at all well you know me you know obviously anti-elon guy over here uh <laughs> this free speech really drive me crazy because it's not uh, my boy Bryson Gray, come on the podcast, you know, uh, anytime you want. But uh, he got suspended. His account was permanently banned, actually, at one point for calling a gay man gay. You know, I'm not a rocket scientist here, but if a, a man is gay, I think that's fine calling him gay. I don't think there's mm. anything wrong with that. I think that's what he wants to be called, unless he wants to be called something else, because then I could call him a bunch of other names. But I think <laughs> that was the respectful thing, calling a gay man gay, and you got banned for it. That's not free speech. They eventually corrected the wrong, mm -hmm. but stuff like that shouldn't be censored at all, and it shouldn't mm -hmm. be enough to get you banned. He's gay. I'm going to call him gay. Like, what's the big deal here? I think it's okay. This is, uh, something to say. Of course, that shouldn't have been banned, and I'm glad that they also corrected it. I just think that you guys are putting a little too much pressure on Elon Musk to fix everything magically 100%, and I think, I don't think that should be the expectation. <laughs> I think no, when when anybody says free speech, they do not mean free speech, and we should, and we should take that as 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 as, as, it, as it is. No one actually means totally honestly free speech. And so my patience with this was it was that it was going to be better, not perfect. And I think when you look at it that way, you can appreciate it more. Um, and 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 I feel like Austin, you particularly, I think you come at it like, oh. I want 100 free speech. I'm like, I'm sure you wanted that, but like, that's not like you know that that would no, never I don't, happen. I, I don't want death threats on there. I don't want I don't want calls of violence. But it's yeah. like me tweeting at you, calling you straight. Is that enough to ban me for calling you straight? No, no, like no, like again, like I said, I agree with you on that point. Like again, yeah. that shouldn't you know that shouldn't have been banned, and I'm glad that they fixed it. I, I I'm just not just surprised that something like that happened. I just, uh, as much as I, I agree with you. Because I don't, I don't think it's going to be perfect. It never is. Yeah, perfect. But I think that right now it should be better than what it is, just because the way that he promoted it was free savior. speech, free speech, free speech, yeah. blah 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 blah. And there's enough people behind Twitter that that shouldn't have happened. You I just I mean? think, yeah, I agree. Uh, you're saying, I, 
I think because I'm I'm automatically cynical when anyone says free speech. I was off the gate not expecting it to be like this right like you know right 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 now what's happening is at the height of my of my expectations. I at a really low um at a very medium expectation and he's hitting the top of that medium for me. Yeah. Even with that well, this is, happening. This is why I think that Trump wouldn't go back on Twitter though anyways either because something like that, you know, something oh. so small there's <laughs> Trump would be getting uh, tweets deleted again real quick. Yeah, it'd be the same I thing. I disagree. I, I think the gay thing that you were talking about, 2015 kind of censorship with the gay thing. I know that's like we were in such a. Uh, I think we forget like Twitter was such a toxic place, and they were wiping so many, so many stories. Some of the most, some of the most disgusting, disdain things, and for us to be back at the point where like you know gay jokes are being censored that's a big step back from the past like six years five years so again we we are back at like a 2015 2014 level of like a censorship like post glee episode censorship and that's but and that and like, you know that's way better than we were also of course again like again like, like, like i said they fixed it which is like also something interesting like you know they they are they are they're capable of fixing a wrongdoing so that's also me like okay that's pretty cool yeah that if I if respect they, that. Yeah, if they, I, I don't they totally disagree. I don't totally disagree with his leadership and his like, his being the CEO of Twitter. But um, just because like I like that he presented a lot of new ideas, mm -hmm. a lot of new strategies. I like that he's limiting the amount of like mass misinformation being spread on the app, mm -hmm. and I like how he's trying to savor some type of free speech something something some yeah uh, i still don't like the dude kind of he's not a horrible yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not a horrible ceo for twitter right now so yeah i'll definitely agree with austin when he said that was wrong i it was wrong um i'm just not gonna be as upset about it because i'm so used to just media being so such a degenerate place full of liberal ideas that this is like even that is a breath of, is like a is like a breath of breath of fresh air to me like even that little situation like, okay Huh. We're getting we are pulling back the curtains a little like you know, we're somewhere in the past at least like you know we're we are going back to something more normal. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, I shouldn't complain because I got no platform on Twitter. I'll say what I want. <laughs> no one's going to see it to report me. But sure. if you have a platform, just realize that you can't be any further to the right than crybaby Adam Kinzinger, or you will get blocked. You will get banned. You will have tweets taken down because that free speech has a. I has a fine line there, right? When you get past <laughs> Adam Kinzinger. So yeah, again, no further again, right. And again, I am not a billionaire here on Twitter. I don't know the rules going on in, in that. I, I I don't know how that all works. I don't know all the people he's talking to. I don't know how that all how that shakes down and what's going on on Twitter. So I'm not gonna assume that I know how that all works in like like oh there's no program that allows that. I don't know. Uh, but I'm glad that that was fixed at least. At the very least, they fixed it. That's good. Yeah, great. Round of applause for Elon. Okay, that's it. Uh, I think he's, anyway. helping, he's helping the other he's helping Twitter catch up to the other platforms, I think. A little bit. Didn't he say know. that he was gonna resign though? He's gonna abide by the results of his poll. Yeah, once you find somebody crazy enough yeah, to run it. Finally take over, yeah, I don't know. I he's mean still like, gonna I, run I, the software and the service teams though. Honestly, it was probably his plan to resign anyway. Usually yeah. the owners of the business typically don't stay CEO after it gets pretty big. Usually, I I bet he has other things he ever be doing besides running Twitter twenty four seven. 
So I think he did the poll on purpose to have it out as CEO. Guys. <laughs> have it seem like it was our choice. Exactly. He, he's, so, he, he's so good at that. So <laughs> I'm going to make a proposal to Elon. Elon, I don't like you. I respect what you've done on Twitter a little bit. Put me in charge of Twitter. I'll make sure I write the wrong on free speech, okay? <laughs> I don't like you, but I respect you enough to work with you. Yeah, salary starting at. I don't need money. I, I don't need the money. I, I'm just going to write it. I'll take his money. I'm he sure can take he's thrilled money. about this proposal. <laughs> I know where to draw the line on free speech. Okay, you obviously don't. So <laughs> put me in charge. Okay, I'm done here. There you go. Go on. I'm the captain now. <laughs> you know you can be in charge of the border. Okay, have fair. fun. Fair. That's your mess now. What What are you going to do to fix it? Uh, finish the wall first and foremost. <laughs> um, install turrets, <laughs> and then um, install a railroad track along the top of it, so you can like drive a train down it and back and forth. Yo, that's oh, nice. sick, actually. Yeah. The MRA, Yo, put MRA. Kiwana charge the <laughs> Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you can go from the west coast to the east coast in like a couple hours of the train. Don't be crossing that border when the train's coming. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> and then um. I would give a bounty on all on all illegal immigrants. Hey yo, okay, Kawan, <laughs> border hey, patrol chief, you're in charge, Dude. my guy. Uh, I'm gonna say I have this: a thousand bucks a head. Thousand bucks a head. Uh, again, you cannot citizens be, be very clear. No violence, no guns. This has you have to be informing on them and have and have local authorities handle it for you. But a thousand dollars of head is a head that you can um, prove is um, illegal. And okay. it also, false reporting will also incur a fine. So if you are false reporting people because you're racist or whatever, um, you'll be fined $1,000. Yeah. I mean, that seems more logical than any ideas I've had. I've had a couple over the years. Uh, my one was like six months ago on Instagram Live. It was, let's just throw a bunch of drag queens at the border. And I'm pretty sure most <laughs> normal people would go back because they'd be like, America's crazy. I don't want to go there. You know what no, I mean? No, so like crazy queens. people would stay. But then we could we could catch them then if they're dra if they're attracted to the drag queens. I mean, we know who they are then, right? Like we have to take action. Then. If we're putting the drag queens there, then we're obviously trying to cap capture them. Biden's not putting the drag queens there. I would also put some pressure on, on Mexico. I would um, impose some sanctions and certain tariffs on Mexico until they figure out their border problem. Yeah, um, I I don't want to deal with a country who is so incompetent. That they can't stop their cartels from coming over the border. Come on for president. I said my fellow it. Americans. <laughs> so, Kwan, if someone breaks into your house, how do you deal with the situation? Do you, you're a big firearms so, guy. So, um, I get the bleach ready. Okay. <laughs> the plastic. So, yeah, my, my whole living room is like a covered in plastic, of course. <laughs> Trash bag in the ground. <laughs> Oh man. He knows what um, he's doing. Have you seen what he did with California? <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it. <laughs> um uh, luckily I've not, no one has ever broken my house before. Um I live in a good neighborhood, thank thankfully. But uh, um I'd imagine I like to say I would like to give them the opportunity to turn around and leave. Yep. But it depends on what's gonna going on like are the kitchen or in the living room what's kind of going on um can they tell where i am at that certain point in time 
do do I want to give them my my location? Um, it really really it really depends. Uh, hopefully, I have a, it's dark my house. I don't like my very much my house. So, unfortunately, depending on the situation, I might have to shoot them first. I question later. Um, yeah, I'll probably defend myself accordingly. Um, if they if they if they try to flee, let them flee. Never shoot somebody in the back, guys. Um, if they're fleeing, let them flee. But yeah, if unfortunately that happens and I have to shoot somebody, um, yeah, I'll just call the police, call my lawyer. So you know where I'm going with this. I don't. So that's your house. Yeah. We have National Guard looking tough on the border, right? They're carrying, looking tough, staying there for photo ops, putting the fence up. So these guys are all carrying, protecting our house. What is the largest population coming across the border? It is single adult males. So let me be very clear when I say this. Single adult males that are invading our country, we've got the National Guard at the border. Why don't we let them pop a few shots and tell them to turn back? And if they continue to invade our country, let them do their job. I know they're not allowed, but that'd be a very quick solution. Now, I'm saying single adult males because, you know, no one's going to have a problem with that. Um, but they'd get the hint. And if they didn't, they'd find out the hard way is what I'm saying. I mean, if I, I mean, if only a president wasn't um, on TV saying, come, come, all, come one, come all. But um, <clears throat> I'm putting the proposal to you because you're the next president. I just think with the fact that, again, the the biggest part of the border issue is not only illegal immigrants coming to America. It's also the sex trafficking um, and, uh, you know, all the little girls and families who are affected by this. I think we have to get a little aggressive. I think um, when you are committing a crime and you do not stop committing that crime, unfortunately, force is necessary. Um, I would ask to use other forces before you shoot, unless they are clear present danger, um, and or and or else you like no, you couldn't like no, you could not detain them. Um, I would I would have a lot of steps before you shoot, but I think yeah, absolutely allowing a uh, a shoot order um, if things get a certain, to a certain degree, absolutely. In yeah. reality, though, none of this would even happen ever because our country's in on all this. Absolutely. Yeah. But when Quan's in charge, he, he's going to write the yeah. wrong and he's going to put an end to it. <laughs> but like yeah. as of now, we can't expect anything to be done. Oh, at no, all. they just Especially stand Especially human trafficking. Our country is one of the biggest yeah, contributors yeah. to that. Listen, if if I was the president, guys, in 20, 2030, yeah, 2036, if I'm president, okay. <laughs> Listen, isolationism to the max, okay? No one's getting a dime from us, everybody. Okay, everyone's cut off. I'm the rich uncle, and we and everyone's getting cut off. Britain, you're done. China, you're done. Everybody, cut off. You're done. I hope when you become president, someone pulls up this video. Absolutely. <laughs> Can I say this? I'm like, yes, I did. I'll say it again. <laughs> That's right. He ain't backing down. No, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. I wish you could stand your ground at the border. Well, not you, but you know. <laughs> Troops I mean, no, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Listen, I am a commander in chief for a reason. I will go up to every conference with an AK in my back. Let's do it. It's an improvement. Biden's never been to the border, so. Listen, I, I feel like you know, if you're the commander in chief, you should be the commander in chief. You know, you know what's up? Yeah, Biden you know should what? go down there and throw out those gas New grenades law. and get people running the other way. Every president should be able to shoot um, with with a seventy five percent accuracy from <laughs> from from twenty five yards. Yeah, that should be a requirement. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think Biden can shoot anymore. Each election cycle, we have a tournament. 
funny. What other test would they have? Would it just be would it just be your accuracy, or is there other physical tests that they'd have to pass? Didn't know his accuracy. Um, his just accuracy. Because right. as a commander in chief, it's very rare that you need to actually be in a battle. But the, you know the ability to defend yourself properly. If you were to go to Afghanistan for some reason, and to be and to be and and to be more involved again, I love Washington, and I think he was a heavily involved president, and he on the regular, on the regular, fought militias, on the reg, OG, top G, if you will. Top G. He was the original <laughs> top G, wasn't he? Original top G. My man Washington. What I think it's man If you were not able to go to the border. Um, if you if you were not able to go to Afghanistan and go to these places um, and talk to your commanding officers, to talk to your to, to your soldiers, um, and then if anything went down, if you were not able to protect yourself, the president's just sitting there like, oh, I guess I'm going to die today. Like, what's going on with you, man? Like, hopefully the president is, is never in danger. But if you are in danger, what's, what do you – I think it's I think it's weird that the president's like, you know what? I no longer have to for myself. I'm going to let other people do it for me. Come on, man. Come on. I think there should be an IQ test also. Biden would no, fail both um, of them. I don't. So. I, I, I disagree. I disagree because I think the president is a per- perfect litmus test for the state of the country, and I think we deserve who we elect. Uh, well, you know, I, I I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think I deserve what they elected. Now listen, listen, listen. We are a people, okay? If we have let society degrade to this point, and we are electing absolute buffoons, absolutely buffoonery. That's on us, and we need to feel that. We, John as the people who did vote for him, we need to feel the pain and understand we need to do better at our jobs to help change things. I think that change we definitely the- need a different approach because their approach is to divide us constantly, and I feel like we're further creating that divide or pushing that divide because we're kind of like, oh, you're liberal, LGBTQ, blah, 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 instead of like kind of finding common ground with them and like explaining our, our views and our values and stuff like that in a way that they can understand because at this point, it's just hate. Everyone's yeah. just like horrible to each other. Hate sells so much. And it's hard, especially when we talk about people who do social media. It's so easy to get into the algorithm of, of making content that produces hate because that you know that just instantly increases your views, increases your comments. The uh the you know, the um algorithm loves it. So it's so easy to get into the cycle of I'm gonna put out hateful content and it's not good, it's not helpful. Again, the truth isn't always easy to swallow. But we have to make sure that when we tell the truth, it's for a reason. We, we, we're just out here saying things to be, to be, be, be rude. But like we're actually trying to convey a real actual message to bring people in. Yeah. Um, so, for example, when I talk about gays, you know, it's not out of hate. But, you know, there's always a point to what I say. Like, I'm not just out here hating on them. But it may come across that way sometimes, you know. We are still working on Austin and, and helping him refine his conservative <laughs> voice. Uh, <laughs> no, because like we can definitely disagree with it. Like, first of all, I don't, I really, I don't hate you if you're gay at all. I don't believe in gay marriage. I don't think that that's marriage at all, and that's because I'm Christian and I don't, you know, I don't agree with your views on that. But Somebody I'm not actually, here being like, you know, I hate you because you're gay. Yeah. Someone's gonna twist that. They're gonna cut out that. Part. <laughs> Someone I'll do it for me, you. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to somebody and they're and they're like, so you, so Kwan, you are Christian. I'm like, yeah, I am. They go, cool. How would you talk to somebody about them being gay to a to a um to a um non-believer? 
I told them if I was talking to a non-believer who was gay, I wouldn't talk about them being gay. Not because um, I don't have my beliefs. I don't get my beliefs. It's because that's not relevant at that point. If they don't believe in God, the first step is to help them find a meaningful and deep relationship with Jesus Christ. And then from there, they can recognize the authority of who's saying what's right and wrong. If you yeah. are someone who's not who who's a believer, or if you don't have a good moral structure to like, you know, I believe the world should work, um, then me telling you what's right and wrong doesn't matter because you right and wrong doesn't, doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So there's no point in me going, hey, you fatty, or hey, you um, gay person, or hey, whatever, what have you. If I don't have, if we don't share some kind of moral backbone of why life is important or like how life works, and so and people that's expect something. Sorry. That's something that I recognized too when we were having all these debates and stuff with liberals on TikTok and um, the way that like we approached the situation or like these arguments was just really wrong and we actually ended up like turning a lot of people away from God because our arguments that we were using was no this is wrong because like. You know, in the Bible, it says that gay marriage, like, it says that marriage is between a man and a woman and blah, blah, blah. So, like, they're never going to go turn to the Bible. They're never going to even open one because they already feel like they, it's not like, they don't feel welcomed. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I will say this. If someone asks me a question, like, hey, when the Bible doesn't say that gay marriage is wrong, absolutely bet I go to the part, like, hey, right here, this is what it says. Um, yeah. But they ask me about the philosophy of it. I'm like, hey, none of that really matters if you don't believe in God. Yeah. And so, I mean, we missed the point. The point, as, at, least, at least as Christians, is the point at the beginning is to, is to talk to them about Jesus, to tell them what the bad news is and what the good news is, share the gospel with them, and then have, and, and then like God work in their lives. To let Jesus Christ find them in their lives. We are not there to, to necessarily like, you know, make them Christian necessarily, uh, but it's to kind of plant, the, plant those seeds inside of them and like, kind, of, kind of help them understand who God is. And I think uh, a lot of Christians take, take it a little too far, and they think that they have to save them, but it's not really like mm -hmm. Jesus saves, not us necessarily. Uh, and I think the tact of saying, oh, this is what God says, which is, again, you're, you, you may be right, but in how you're being right, you will push people away. Yeah. There's a certain way of saying something in a loving, caring way versus just saying to say it. Oof. Fine line between spreading the gospel and pushing people away. Yeah. Very fine <laughs> He's line. saying, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're a sinner. You're yeah. going to hell. You're going to hell. Yeah. Versus me saying, hey, we're all sinners. Hey, I, my life, like, well, this, these issues, these problems. Um, I've been through this kind of my, my life. I understand that. And look, and like, you know, and, be, and because um, of where we are, Jesus, God came down in, in human form, Jesus, Jesus Christ, and he, 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 he saved us. And he is doing, and he's going to deliver us from our sin. And like, th th that's a better way of, like go share that message instead of just saying, "Hey, you are going to die and go to hell." Yeah, and I, it's not, not an easy thing to do yeah. to like separate those two. But also because a lot of Christians these days they don't really act um, with love and stuff and how we're supposed to. So I feel like if we were doing that, it'd be a lot easier because we'd be like, you know, God loves everyone, and you know, like. But, so, but on the flip side, there they are Christians who love talking about what God loves but will not talk about what God hates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, like, oh yeah, heaven exists, but like, no, won't talk about hell. And the reason why the good news is the good news is because there's bad news. The reason why Jesus saves is because we need to be saved. The reason why we, we get to go to heaven is because 
we were spared from hell. You have to have that both parts of that talk. And I think yeah. a, a lot of Christians are afraid to have both parts. S- some Christians only have the first part about hell. Some Christians only have that and any part about heaven. And it's, it's, about, it's about both. Yeah, it's a very fine line to walk, especially when you're talking with random people on TikTok, like how we said when we started this. It's because every person you start with, it's going to be it. It's never the same conversation. And you got to figure out where you have to go from the start to help that yeah. individual. My TikTok? rule. No, go ahead. Sorry. My rule for anybody listening who's, who's a creator or, you know, who wants to do stuff online like this, or I can talk about these kind of stuff. My rule about discussions online is a is this going to be a productive honest and polite conversation if it's not i'm not going to have it unless this conversation is going to be public enough that it will help somebody else in the audience that's yeah, the rule that's a fair point if someone dares me to to argue with me and i go to be to be rude or mean Leave it alone. Leave it alone. If someone's in your comments is being mean to you for no reason um, and there's no value in it, leave it alone. But if someone's like, you know, in your live or in your comment, whatever, and you know people are going to see to see this and you and you and you have the opportunity to give a good message that you know people will see and, 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 and understand and, and learn from, absolutely. If there's an audience there that, that you can show a good message to, do it. Otherwise, if it's, if it's a bad talk, don't have it. A lot of people, a lot of conservatives, a lot of Christians think because we are so free speech that we have to talk to everybody and we have to let people abuse us and yell at us and call us this and that and other, other kind of names. We don't. We don't. It's okay. We don't have to let people be mean to us. We can just not talk to them. If someone is not interested in having a genuine, honest conversation and they are more interested in twisting your words and lying and all the BS, it's okay to not engage. Which is seen in TikTok comments the most. It's so hard. It's so difficult to even have a genuine conversation with someone through TikTok comment, especially because everyone's like chiming in and stuff and like just Mm -hmm. being nasty. But I don't don't know. (laughs) I don't even read them anymore. Like I don't. I I haven't been on TikTok in a hot minute. Wish I could say the same. I'll eventually come back, but I needed to focus on school. So. One final thing that I want to talk about here is we're going back to the borders. Title 42, which is seen as a win, I guess, in Republicans' eyes now. I disagree that it, I, I think it shouldn't have been kept in place. And my reasoning is Title 42 is for, well, it was put into place for the COVID emergency at the border. Now, if we're saying it's for other health emergencies, such as fentanyl, which is the biggest killer of our youth, then okay, maybe, maybe you have a reason to keep it in place but they're saying it's covid there's other health you know diseases coming across that we should be worried about as well but they're still saying it's for covid now i feel like a hypocrite personally if we have been saying covid's been over for two years now we don't care about it you know go about our days like it's nothing but yet we're still trying to push the covid narrative for something else i feel like a obviously i like i said last two weeks ago i don't want any of them here you can all get out it's an evasion you're here legally you're a criminal get out um so obviously i don't want him here but title 42 sounds too hypocritical to keep in place at this time this is the only solution is closing the border the plan COVID is stupid it's nothing less stupid especially because china of all places china china just 
drop China. every <laughs> do it again. <laughs> Sorry, my bad, Talia. Keep going, China. <laughs> they just dropped all of the COVID restrictions that they had. That place looked awful. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen related to COVID. They just dropped all their restrictions and just deemed it like equal to the flu. Because yep. people stood up against them. And now we're still here, like, putting COVID restrictions. <laughs> like, that. like, this is just awful and embarrassing. This whole play on COVID is just actually embarrassing. It's an oxymoron to say we need a COVID guideline to stop COVID while allowing people to come to the border. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just a distraction. It's just like, oh, my gosh, we're doing something. No, you're not doing anything. So these Republicans who are like, yeah, this is a good thing. Like, this is a win. No, the only win is closing our border. And you yeah. should know that. Yeah, and, and the reason I said it's a Band-Aid because the t- statistics show that 14,000 out of every 16,000 come across with Title 42 in place. So you're stopping 2,000 out of 16,000. That's a joke. That's not doing anything, okay? 2,000 people out of 16 to every 16,000, we're letting everybody in at that point. You, what, what are you yeah. turning around? People that look sick? Is, is that the only people you're stopping? People that come across with a mask? Like, like I, it, it's a joke to have in place, and the Supreme Court, I believe, was a 5-4 ruling on it. Um. Gorsuch was the one who's, who went with the liberals on this, and I agree with him because he said that the Supreme Court isn't shouldn't be where they go after politicians fail to do their job. They should uphold yeah. what needs to be done, and it, it's not a political wing. So I, I agree with him that it's not the Supreme Court's job to do the politician's job. So yeah. I agree that Title 42 should have ended, but – that being said, I'm not a liberal. I don't want all these people in here. They just got to do it the right way. You know, close the border how it should be done, not through Title 42. I'm honestly done with the breadcrumbs. Yeah. That's what that was. Mm. I would need to read the Supreme Court's um, decisions to see kind of what their arguments were for the controversial case for um, disallowing that bill and like closing the border off. I wonder if I wonder what controversial case could be made for that. But yeah, I, at the end of the day, the the courts are not used, are not there to put in policy, and they're there to uh, protect the constitution and uh, the rights therein. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of politicians have used them, Republican and conservative, or, sorry, and, and um, Democrat, as a political wing instead of a judiciary wing. Yeah, very kind true. Of a, kind of a breath of fresh air seeing, like, yeah, he he may not sided with what Republicans wanted, but. He did the right thing, and it didn't matter about party lines, in my opinion. So yeah. that was that was a good thing to see in my eyes. Yeah. The question is always, is there a constitutional basis for this discussion? If not, get it, get rid of it. Yeah. Move on. Push it back to the states. Yeah. And I think it was Title Eight is what Obama used to deport people is what they were saying. But, you know— as corrupt as our country is nowadays, we know what they're doing on the border. They're not going to fix the problem. So whatever their plan is with Title 42, it's just a distraction. And they'll continue their uh, their big goal on the border, and nothing's going to change for a couple of years at least. And then we'll still have a president in there who, whether Trump gets in or not, the same stuff is going on the border, just less coming into our country. But we all know about the human trafficking and the drug smuggling. It was less. Still not good. I have a question for you guys. If Trump has the votes, do you think they will let him win? No. Mm. Tally, how about you? 
This is going to sound kind of crazy, but I, I don't think that. I, th I think yes. And I don't think mm. it's just going to be because they be because they let him. I think that he already has stuff on them. I think that he's going to win because he is already more in charge than people think. So you think that they will come after him, but he has enough juice, enough power, enough tricks up his sleeves to um, fight back against whatever they throw at him? Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to, to not Strong let him. Strong take. I hope I'm, right. I'm a little in the middle. I'm not sure because I, I feel like I'd be, I'd be right. I, just, I, just, I don't know. I, I'm a little in between. I just don't know. I like. Mm -hmm. I think we have all these institutions, the media, the newspaper, um, Hollywood. When you have every social media platform, when you have, when when you have multiple other foreign countries so deeply involved, it makes sure that this man does not win. I think it's, that that that's really tough. That's really tough odds. Yeah, but we need to also look at the relationships that he has with these people or had with these people when he was president. I think we need to look at the fact that he had a lot of time to work um, behind the scenes with enough motivation to do so. And, yeah. So what? So what do you think happens if if it comes up and like you know, oh, oh, Indiana changed their changed their election laws. Oh, 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 so so New York. Oh, oh, oh so to Florida. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, oh the lot, the the battle got lost. Oh, 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 what happens then? Um, like, what do you mean? Like, they changed their their laws. So, um, so of course, we have never had an election ever in the history of America um, be um, stolen ever, Luxury, except for yeah. when Hillary, except for when Hillary lost to Trump, obviously. Um, but what <laughs> if, what if they um, do what they did, quote unquote, last time? Uh, but even harder this time, like you know, they go all out to make sure, like you know, just absolute cheating in the and and broad day daylight view. <laughs> I How don't. Do that? I don't think that it'll work. I they run a dirty business and they all have stuff yeah. on each other, and I don't think that they're even going to. I, they'll try, but without you know trying in front of his face, really. You know what I mean? If that yeah. makes sense. I don't think that they're going to be able to. I think that there's a lot of yeah. things that we don't know, we don't see. And, mm -hmm. you know, all the way, it's kind of like a like a Jeffrey Epstein situation where they all had dirt on these elites and stuff, so they wouldn't speak out against him ever. Mm. I think that it's, it's kind of Also, like, I, th I think it's harder to go after Trump when he's not president. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, I think it's a lot easier for him to work behind the scenes. I think when he was president, not, he was, to, to some degree... Yeah, I think he was a sitting duck as president to a certain extent, and they were able to make certain problems his problem, even though they, even though they weren't his fault. And so I think as him being not not being president, it's really hard for them to really paint 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 in the same kind of way. Yeah, I, I think why I said no is because we've seen what happened last time. Whether you watched Two Thousand Mules, whether you saw corruption, you know what happened. You you. We've all known how crooked the government is, whether it's the FBI, CIA, you know, whatever three-letter organization there is. So when they've shown how far they were willing to go last time, now they have the power, you know, Biden being the president. You see how crooked the government is. What's to stop them from going far enough? Now, I think if there's some – I don't know what. I think if there's some big momentum swing in his way, then maybe they, they can't stop it because they can even tell – 
that the momentum is on his side. Maybe they can tell that it's too far to throw because, you know, that, that Democrats aren't stupid. They know what they're doing and they know how much they can get away without being caught too red handed most of the time without having a major blowback. So I think maybe if he has momentum swing and maybe something goes this way, then he can get it fairly. But I think there's so much corruption going against him that it's going to be very hard. And But I do think if they do steal it from him this time, I think there will be military takeover. Yes, I think there will be <laughs> this country will literally burn. Like people just won't do it anymore. Like they'll be just so fed up that people won't care what happens anymore after that. You know what I mean? I, I think it'll just be chaos. I think it's also our job to take that different approach and change the minds of enough people that'll, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm just so freaking frustrated with this whole thing. But I think that I, I can definitely see like a military takeover happen or like a civil war. Not that I want like a civil war, but like. It's so divided. I really can. And yeah, I think what's, what's really important to remember, everybody, everybody listening, uh, what's really important to remember is empathy. We understand that the, the, the people that we're talking to, they have a wrong worldview. But ask yourself why. What is going on in their lives that, that has brought them to this point where they think it's okay to kill millions of babies? Let's sit down and think and really take the time to understand and ask questions and to see why they are where they are. And I promise you, if you do that, you would come to the talk with more love, first and foremost. And then you will understand a better way to talk to them and to bring love to your side. If you take the time to understand them, you take the time to care about their story, you take the time to, just, to, to see them as more than just a wrong point of view, you will find a better angle to talk to them and to help them figure out the truth. Well, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I, I try, you know, I try. <laughs> Cheering. Okay. Just crying here. That's our future president right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we just got to make it till then. No, I remember saying though, in an earlier episode that I had to do an assignment for college and I had to, watch cnn and mm. I, yes i did i had to and i had to like document every single thing that i heard and what i thought about it and whatever else but it really is like they manipulate so much like the words that they use and like the the facial expression everything they just manipulate the heck out of these people so like it's really i don't want to say it's not entirely i guess it's not entirely their faults you know what i mean for them thinking this way because once you kind of yeah. fall into that trap, mm -hmm. it's so hard to get out. Yep. Yeah. The, the average Democrat is just so unbelievably scared. They, yeah. They have been taught that there's this boogeyman around every corner and they're so unbelievably afraid. Well, because they're constantly like, victimized. Yeah. Always the victim. No matter what it is, they're always the victim. They're victimized and a lot of them aren't religious either and so there's no like not having fear because you're trusting god and stuff like that you know yeah and to the point where like even as us as conservatives even if you even when we are victims to certain degrees to certain different things we don't see it as us being victim necessarily in like the way that they do it's like yes things are happening to us we are victims of this circumstance whatever was happening to us but we are winning overall spiritually emotionally like no matter what, like again, this may be happening to me online or what have you, but I, but I, but I, but I, but I have my family, you know. 
I'm yeah, away, the I'm difference my kids. the difference between us is that we're not holding it over our shoulder like a crutch, you know, like just walking <laughs> through life like this happened because this happened a while ago and I'm I was a victim of this. So this is like Yeah, like at the end of the day, we will have our spirit. Like it's like you talk about like the, the slaves. There are the slaves who who have been like completely falling into despair and like they are fully just um in the mental anguish of slavery like you know there's physical slavery and then there's mental slavery and i think a lot of people in the political political world are mentally enslaved and despite what's happening to your body if you are mentally free you are totally free and i think and i think that that's the truth it's no matter your circumstance if you have the mental ability to stay free and to keep thinking and keep pushing and keep loving keep caring to see the beauty in the things around you you will be okay if you go on Google and you search inspirational quotes, like every single thing that Kawan has ever said in his life. <laughs> <laughs> I have a book man next means I have a dictionary in front of me. Inspire, believe. <laughs> Just reading them off as we go. AP, APR. Yeah. Um, top G, Bugatti. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> passive income. Um, top stocks G. And bonds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think if anyone listens this week, they definitely learned a lot of motivational, inspirational, whatever quotes, you know, Kwan's been spitting them out for the last hour. So I hope somebody took them away and then they use those in other conversations. You know, keep Kwan's wise words going. Maybe quote it and put it on a t-shirt or something. Maybe you can sell some. Could make some money there for your presidential run. Yeah. Think about that. Buy a flamethrower from me. Wolfadarms.com. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Any sales going on right now? Um, yeah. Um, ammo sale going on right now. Um, pretty soon. We, we, next month, we, we are dropping um, body armor and plates. So look out for that. There you go. Go buy some body armor from Kwan. Warfieldarms.com. Go help them out. But other than that, I don't have anything no, no, else no, to talk no. about. You got something, Kwan? Yeah, we're good. We're good. No, I think that was good. Yeah. Hey, everybody hanging there. Um, you are loved by a caring and loving God. Okay, everybody, everybody remember the individual is not the um building bug of society. It, it's the family, okay? And we are all family. Yes. Another tear just fell. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here before Kwan starts making people cry. Okay, this has been the Rhino <laughs> Show. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Happy New Year. <laughs> see you guys next year. <laughs>